Every experience, no matter how bad it seems, holds within it a blessing of some kind. The goal is to find it. Hello and welcome to another episode of MS Deep Dives under the cowl of MS. Uh, we're just going to talk about multiple sclerosis stuff on this episode. As usual, the MS Deep Dives are just multiple sclerosis related stuff. And maybe a little bit of oddball stuff in between. But talk about MS and new new season, new run, get back to the basics, and kind of build off it, hopefully, throughout the season. But MS, a disorder of the central nervous system, MS occurs when the body's immune system attacks the myelin. The protective sheath that insulates the nerve fiber, enabling messages between the brain and the body to travel quickly and smoothly to their destination. Symptoms arise because injury to the myelin results in slowed transmission of these messages. While the exact cause of MS is still unknown, certain factors are associated with an increased risk. You have a close family member with MS. Women are two to three times more likely than men to develop MS. People living in temperate locations are also more at risk. Northernmost areas where you have less sunlight. Most people with MS are diagnosed between the ages of 15 and 50. And there's no single test to diagnose for MS. But they'll take a medical history. They'll conduct physical exams and neurological exams, MRIs, and other tests, like lumbar puncture and stuff like that. But just check with your doctor. As with everything, I'm just giving you some information that came across my desk uh, or I seen online or I've heard about through other podcasting podcasters and stuff, other MSers, uh, MS Facebook pages and stuff, what people have talked about. Don't take any of my stuff literally. I'm not a doctor myself, so I'm just giving you information that I've heard about that's been put in front of my face over and over. And I see lots of people asking questions about these things. So hopefully these will help guide you throughout your day and throughout your journey and experience. And hopefully help you with some things along the way also. But always check with your doctors. Make sure you got a good MS healthcare team built up. Uh, some good ones to work with. Uh, some of your main team members and stuff should be based around basically start out with your PCP, your primary care provider. This is your normal doctor that does all your yearly physicals, all that stuff. And they can send all the referrals to the other doctors, get you set up with whatever you need. Make sure you got one that has, that's friendly with MS or hopefully a little knowledgeable with MS and understands so you don't have someone that just going against everything you say and telling you lots of wrong information. But primary care doctors 
may help diagnose your MS, but it's very unlikely. They'll probably just refer you to a neurologist and coordinate all your overall care beyond that point. So they're probably the most important doctor out there. And then your next one, I would say, would probably be your neurologist. This would be your top two, two providers for your care. Uh, your neurologist will specialize in diseases involving the nervous system. This physician will diagnose your MS, create a treatment plan, and manage your system, help you manage your systems, systems, symptoms. <laughs> uh, so you're going to want to make sure that they have some type of MS experience or at least knowledgeable about MS and aren't going to, again, contradict everything you say and tell you false information and all that stuff because I've dealt with that with a lot of doctors over the years. I have been searching for answers for this freaking disease since my childhood. I've had issues throughout my whole life and everything I ever brought up to doctors basically goes right back to heart-related issues. It's like they focused everything throughout my life on heart. Well, I'll take that back. Heart and spinal, like, back injuries type things. Instead of looking at getting some MRIs. And I, even with that, I had MRIs, CT scans, uh, tons of different scans throughout the years. They always looked at the heart instead of getting to that spine and brain part of it. My spine did have some an MRI, I believe, when I had what I considered a major exasperation where I woke up on the couch one afternoon and I was unable to move from my neck to down. All I could move is like, my ears, my brow, my eyes, my facial expressions, but not move any other part of my body. Uh, this was after a day of a long, hard day of doing a three-story house cabinet job, which cabinetry, if you ever have to move the, those damn things, some of them are very heavy. And I ended up having to work with a boss that has no is in no condition to do any moving. He had multiple hip surgeries and he's a littler guy. And I had to basically go backwards every time with the cabinets up the stairs and I'd be hunched over in almost a 90 degree position. And it just wrenched my back and tore it apart. And I had no back support or anything like that due to the, our uh, lifting belts or, support belts were all with the other movers because we had a bunch of temporary workers helping them do post office move multiple post office moves so i had to take care of this cabinet job and get it out of the way and then go help them and so i had no back belt brace belt or anything like that if i would have thought about it or knowing about it back in the day that we weren't going to have our supplies at all times, I would have bought my own fancified uh, support belt, but a weightlifting 
support belt or something like that. But we had our supplies at all times until all of a sudden this new owner took over and just started overbooking too many damn jobs. And the two of us that ran the moving company basically had to keep bringing in unknowledgeable workers to help us move things around and try and get these jobs done. And it's just amazing how some people can't even figure out how to use a hand cart. And it's just, <laughs> you spend more of your time frustrated trying to get workers to understand how to do things than actually doing the things. And it costs you time on the job and all that stuff. So. And of course, causes more strain and damage to your, your bodies because you're trying to support what they can't understand how to take care of and do. So, yeah, I forget where I was going with that, but yeah, get get your primary care provider and your neurologist. They're your top two team members. Then, uh, a physiat physiat physiatrist this doctor can develop a plan that helps you physically function to the best of your ability uh, help you with mobility issues and stuff like that uh, your neuropsychologist this specialist creates a care plan to deal with ms's effects on mental functioning such as memory issues your physical therapist, a physical therapist can help you create an exercise regimen that strengthens muscles and improves balance and coordination. I think your physical therapist should be the third one in line because I think they're like the next one in line that's most important to at least get us mobile, get us doing some of the things that we can't do anymore. Uh, occupational therapist. This therapist can help you assess your living and work environments, recommending modifications that can improve your quality of life. A speech and language pathologist. This specialist can help with any problems with swallowing or speech. A dietitian and nutritionist. This provider can help you maintain a healthy diet designed to bolster your overall well-being. I believe you should have a psychiatrist in there. To help you with all the mental strain and stress that you're going to have dealing with this disease. I also have a cardiologist because many of the issues we have can also cause cardiological strain and issues with that cardiovascular system. I have a knee doctor, I have a foot doctor, I have a knee dose because. Many of us, that's why we lose our mobility and end up in wheelchairs and stuff. It's good to have doctors with those issues. I was born with a bent foot, so I have to see a foot doctor for that. But she's also very uh, knowledgeable about other things to help me with some of my MS issues. And she helps work with some of the conditions with that. Uh, my knee doctor I have because I had a reconstructed knee surgery that just went to shit after some jackass decided to kick my knee out. He had to pick the biggest guy in the bar and pick a fight with him, but couldn't face me face to face. He had to come up behind me and kick my knee out from the side. So I didn't know what was going on until in the emergency room and actually figured out that the jackass did that. I didn't know he did that until his ex-girlfriend came out and 
the bouncers walked me out inside <laughs> the bar and leaned me up against a dumpster. And when I took my first step with my left leg, my leg buckled, my kneecap blew, went up into my groin, and I ended up laying on the ground, my leg all in weird positions. Uh, but then we finally got off, got, got my vehicle moved around close to me, got me put in the vehicle, my two buddies went to the emergency room and got it checked out. Then I found out that the, apparently one of the girls that was dancing with us was this idiot's ex-girlfriend and he's always been a piece of shit and decided to take it out on me and couldn't face me face to face and I couldn't find a little prick after that. So. Couldn't deal with that when I called a uh, police inspector, detective, sent him to the bar. He sided with the bar and the bouncers and all that stuff because they told him a bullshit story. And because of the way I look and can't talk directly with what I have in my brain, they sit there and don't believe a thing I say and blew me off and I got screwed and just ended up living the rest of my life with a blown out knee and nothing I can do about it. Keep getting told I'm getting knee surgery. I was all excited when I turned 50 because I was told I could finally get it. Now they say 60. I'll be dead by 60 or 70, so it won't really matter. I guess I ain't getting no damn knee surgery. So I can just do what I can and use different types of braces and shit like that to try and get around to give my mental clarity false hopes that I actually have a knee that works. But yeah, getting too deep on others. <laughs> get back to the main MS stuff. Symptoms can vary widely. Oh, wait. Uh, one other one you're going to want. You're going to want a urologist because if you get to the point of the bladder and bowel issues, you definitely want to have a urologist in your group of people. They're also looking at that. Nowadays, you need a pain management person because doctors just don't prescribe shit anymore. Yeah, I go to a pain management center sometimes to get prescribed for shit like that. Just stupid. It's just extra expenses. All this adds up to extra expenses. It's just more and more things you got to try and cover with your insurances and shit like that. But yeah, symptoms can vary widely from person to person, depending on the person's overall health, the amount of sclerosis, and which nerves are affected. They commonly include numbness or weakness in limbs, office often occurring on one side of the body, visual problems, including loss of vision in one eye or double vision, tingling, pain, or burning, sensations in various body parts, coordination issues, or an unsteady gait, tipping, falling, all that, vertigo, slurred speech, fatigue and dizziness, bladder and bowel control issues. Symptoms can range from mild to severe and go away quickly or linger for months. Flares are referred to as relapses and they can subside or remit for years if you have relapse and remitting, not necessarily if you have secondary progressive or progressive MS. But MS occurs when the body's immune system attacks the myelin, the protective sheath that insulates the nerve fiber, 
enabling messages between our brain and our body to travel quickly and smoothly to their destination. Symptoms arise because injury to the myelin results in slowed transmission of these messages. And they're in the central nervous system. And if you have like a lesion on your lower part of your spine, you could have numb numbness and tingling below your waist and stuff like that. Uh, a normal nerve will have nice smooth fiber myelin sheaths around the nerve fiber. But a nerve affected by MS looks like it just got chewed up by a rabid dog and termites and shit just went crazy on the myelin sheath and tons of damage and the nerves just sitting open and the signals are shooting all over the place except for where they're supposed to go but most cases of MS fall into one of the four main categories you got your most common which is your early prognosis if you're lucky enough to get early prognosis and that's considered relapsing remitting MS, which is the most common form of MS. Uh, relapsing remitting MS is characterized by periods of relative good health, punctuated with temporary relapses of symptoms. Primary progressive MS, about 10% of MS cases fall into this category, which is marked by a steady worsening of symptoms without any relapses. Uh, a newer one that was brought into relatively recently, the past few years or so, you're start, starting to see more of is secondary progressive MS. With this type, symptoms gradually worsen over time, and there may or may not be relapses. Many cases of relapse and remitting MS progress into secondary progressive MS. This is where I believe I'm sitting right now. Uh, progressive relapsing MS, one of the rarest forms. Uh, symptoms will worsen over time, and there may be acute relapses without any remissions. Although there's no cure for MS, the good news is there is much you can do to manage your condition. You can talk with your healthcare team about the following strategies to create a treatment plan that's right for you. With your medications, you get disease-modifying therapies. There are a number of medications approved for long-term treatment of relapsing forms of MS. They're designed to slow the activity of MS and help fend off flares. Uh, relapse treatments, yeah, flares are often treated with pres prescribed corticosteroids such as methylprednisone, which helps lessen nerve inflammation to ease your symptoms. Another option is a gel that contains a purified form of the hormone, adrenocorticotropin. It prompts your body to produce its own natural steroid hor hormones, helping to relieve pain. Probably a safer one because I know the corticosone steroids after time can cause other issues with us. Uh, lifestyle changes, keep active as long as you can. Walking, swimming, yoga, and other low-impact exercises can help maintain your strength and bolster your balance and coordination. Uh, staying cool, many of us have heat issues. 
and hotter temperatures can cause MS symptoms to worsen. So try to stay cool if you can and consider special cooling scarves or vests. They got lots of nice cooling sites where you can get lots of great cooling products if you need them. Uh, stress proof yourself. Stress can exasperate symptoms. Luckily, techniques such as meditation or deep breathing exercises can help counter its effects. Like anytime I'm really sick and having lots of issues, I just go into a deep meditation state and deal with my breathing exercises and try and bring in the good and get out the bad. And eat healthy. Studies suggest a diet rich in omega-3 fatty acids found in fatty fish like salmon and sardines and in chia seeds and walnuts can help ease symptoms. Create yourself a support system, whether it's friends and family members or an MS support group. Connecting with others can help you cope with your symptoms. It's important to maintain a constant conversation with your healthcare team about your treatment plan as MS symptoms can change over time. This is where I'm having issues right now because I changed to a new neurologist and he's like, all he's focused on this first year of having him is this freaking CPAP machine. But yeah, great. It's better for your sleeping or whatever and helping you with your breathing issues. But I'm getting worse sleep than I was getting before. I finally had a about six month stretch where I was finally getting six to eight hours of sleep deeper sleep with just bathroom breaks whenever. And, but the CPAP, I get frustrated throughout the night. I got breathing issues with it out through the night. Sometimes I feel suffocated. I just, I don't know. It's just not going as great as I, well, it's going about what I expected, but I just, with just the whole no, nose thing, instead of having a whole mouth face thing, I thought it would be better, but no, I'm having lots of problems still. And no one's answering my damn calls and emails that I send out. Half the time they do, they don't answer it, answer the questions I do want them to answer. Online tools and smartphone apps make it easier than ever to track your symptoms. You can use My MS Manager, which is created by MS Association of America. It's a free smartphone app that lets you track your MS activity. Uh, you can find that at mymsaa.org backslash mobile. Uh, CareZone, this is a free smartphone app and website, carezone.com. Features a journal for you to record symptoms, plus helps you keep track of your medications and set reminders for any doctor appointments or any other appointments you got to deal with. So those are good ways to keep track of things because our brain likes to forget everything. Strategies for thriving with MS. Uh, work with a physical therapist. Look for a physical therapist with neuro experience who understands that your symptoms can change from day to day throughout your lifetime. They can also teach you how to recognize the signs of impending fatigue so you know when to back off. Get your MRIs on schedule. The reason you can get five to ten new brain lesions before you show symptoms. So routine MRIs pick up early disease activity that warns us if your if our medication is not working well. Beat the obstacles 
to timely MRIs, ask about medications that can help, worried about the cost, shop around, see what you can find, uh, talk to your insurance company and get their input. At the minimum, get an MRI every two years just to keep track of the lesions and see if you're getting any progression or not. Keep track of how you're doing. Do a diary on paper or one of those apps we were talking about. That really helps you, your care provider see what's been happening since your last visit, which you might have forgotten by now. And usually I'll write a ton of notes and walk into my doctor and forget to say half of them, even though I have them right there in my hand. My brain won't allow me to go through this stuff for some reason. As soon as I get in the car and I'm driving down the road, it's like, son of a bitch, I was going to talk to him about this, this, and this. And I, Totally forgot to tell her it and all that. Open up, tell your care team about all your concerns and do not worry uh, if they're going to judge you, if they're going to laugh at you, if you have to tell them, like, I just wet my pants or I shit myself or something. Doctors nowadays aren't childish. They're, they understand what's going on. Uh but if you treat those issues, you can get some of your life back. And it helps make a relapse plan, a list list of tasks, assign a person to each one of those tasks. If you have help, caretakers, family, whatever, just in case you can't do those tasks. Exercise regularly, but be flexible. Try to get something in every day. Some days you can feel awesome so you do more than you can on other days some days exercise in a chair or some something like that bed exercise or whatever just because something's better than nothing and if you want to track your symptoms a good thing to do is make yourself a list because uh, you never know when you're going to have a relapse or what's going to cause your relapse Anytime you have any symptoms, uh, break it into four categories. Have the date that your new or worsening symptom began. Wrote it, write these things down. Write how long did the symptoms last, as in hours, days, weeks, whatever. Describe the symptoms, like your left leg went numb or you lost sensation in certain areas or you got different stabbing or electrical pains in certain areas that are going on and then any questions or comments you want for your doctor like what can you do what is this why is this happening to me uh it may be an MS relapse if your symptoms are either new or old symptoms that have worsened have lasted for at least 24 hours are occurring at least 30 days after your last relapse and cannot be explained by anything else. For example, a fever, an illness, or an overexertion of your body. So it's always good to write those things down to help you remember them for your doctors and help your doctors understand when and what's going on. Many studies have shown that it is very safe and beneficial for patients with MS exercise to do the following keep your body temperature down by drinking ice water during your workout increase in body temperature can lead to a 
recurrence of old neurological symptoms, amp up your activity gradually. If you are new to exercise, start with 10 to 15 minutes or even less. After each workout, consider how you feel and adjust your next workout accordingly. Feel okay, a small increase in length or time or intensity is a good idea, but if you feel exhausted afterwards, exercise at a lower intensity next time and be patient. It generally takes six weeks of exercising at least three times a week before you start to see improvements in your fitness or the way your body feels, and you're going to go through pain before you start feeling any relief. Yeah, watch those things and consider all those different things when you are working out. You don't want to overdo it. You just end up not wanting to work out anymore or not wanting to keep up with certain things because you're just burnt out from it. But, yeah. So there's some things to check out, uh, look into, consider, and we'll get deeper into more stuff in future MS Deep Dives. Other than that, have a great day. Uh, Be good to each other. Be good to yourself. Take time. Think about what you're going to do. Don't burn yourself out. Have a great one, and we will talk to you again soon.